Crushing big kids in full effect, man. Yo, I'ma kick the Willie Bow with him. Check it, show. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hun? What's the 411, I got it going on, hey, yo, I got it going on, hun. Welcome the to the Pickleball 411. I'm Coach Fig, along with... Coach Debbie. And in this uh, episode, we're going to talk about when the ball isn't hit to you and your partner is being targeted. These are a couple strategies that you can use so you can get involved into the play more. So we'll cover four strategies. Coach Debbie? Um, yeah, it's you know one of those things where you are um, trying to you know get in there because they are targeting. Sometimes they target people because they, they perceive them to be weaker or they perceive it's a better way for them to get um, uh, pop-ups or different things. I don't know that targeting is always because the player is weaker. I don't know. Um, but I guess that that's probably would be the number one reason why. But some of the things that you can do is um, ball placement, um, trying to draw the ball more towards you um, by having your partner maybe play more down the line than cross. Okay, so we're going to start with the shake and bake. So you're not being targeted. They keep hitting the ball to your partner. What you want to do is you want to creep into the non-volley zone when the ball is uh, hit below the net by your partner. You don't want to stay back because if you stay back, you just miss the pop-up opportunity and they'll most likely just pop it up to your partner. So you want to creep up and take advantage of that. The other part when you do the shake and bake is when you is when your opponent, not your opponent, sorry, your partner drives, you want to look for that pop-up so you can put it away. So that's the number one, not the number one, but a strategy to use when you are not being targeted and to get into the play. Yeah, that could be summarized as putting yourself into the play, being aggressive, getting, you know, taking the ball rather than uh, just allowing it to happen. Yes. Would you like to cover the poach? Yeah. Um, another thing is, is like when you're returning the um, the serve and um, or your partner's returning the serve and they're most likely going to, since they are targeting your partner, they're going to go back towards your partner. So what you do is you're going to go ahead and um, go towards the middle and try to take that ball out of the air so that you are going to... Um, be aggressive again and all of this is pretty much being aggressive but then putting that ball away as a poach and that's you know poaching is pretty standard um in doubles yes you want to look for the ball a return that is hit low to where they are going to pop up you want to creep into the middle of the court so you can uh poach while your partner is coming into the non-volley zone so if you get a pop-up and he's not there yet your partner then you have the opportunity to poach and slam it and that's another way that you can get involved when you're not being targeted yeah some of the some of the clues is to see if uh if the other opponents are um, hitting a ball that's around their feet, their knees, that's a, an opportunity for you to poach because the ball most likely is going to be lifted and you can get involved that way. Yes. So the next tip is going to be hit deep on the fourth shot, sixth shot. Just keep them deep. Would you like to cover that? 
Yeah, um, keeping the ball deep is going to hopefully get you weaker replies. And as you said, getting yourself involved. Um, when pl replies are weak, the time uh, th that's involved gives you the opportunity because it's slower. You can get into position and get in front of your partner and become part of the of the point rather than when it's faster like if it's not deep they can tend to take time away and you can't get as easily involved yes yeah, so um two scenarios could happen one is they automatically just hit it at you from the get-go because the uh return was so deep that all they could do is pop it up to you the other one is uh the drive is so good that it causes a weak reply pop-up and then you get involved so that scenario is always helpful yes um that's a that's a good point uh one other way that you can sometimes is hit deep into their body because that will also force them to make a directional change if you hit deep to their sides they can directionalize fairly easily that way but if uh, all of us, I'm sure we none of us really like being hit to the middle of our bodies. It does require you to uh, make a lot of footwork and to most of the time you end up redirecting, re redirecting the ball. Yes. And on a side note, on the poaching, when you poach middle a lot, try to leave the side of the court open, especially if your uh, partner returns cross court and you leave the sideline open let them see that and then fake poach that'll all that once they see that that part is open they'll try aiming for that spot and then you can just go back and get involved by uh hitting it back or uh putting try to put it away with an angle or something along those lines yeah you can you can draw the ball to you by a fake poach you know kind of lean to the left and then you know try to try to get them to go down your line or lean to your right and have them go down the line and just uh, hopefully pick it off that way yes and then lastly is going to be stacking so would you like to cover that one yeah with stacking what we're trying to do is that the stronger partner is going to try to take two-thirds of the court and the one that they're being the, the partner that's being targeted you're going to narrow that that court uh, down to a third so now for them to get to that person that they're trying to target they have a, a much smaller area to hit into and this requires the partner to actually be very engaged in covering over the middle they're going to have to go uh, you know uh, at least two feet over the middle so that you can get involved and try to take the ball and uh, redirect it away from your partner. The other thing is that the partner who's being targeted, if they do get to them, should most likely hit straight ahead because that way they're going to get them to most likely have to make a redirection rather than, you know, it, it neutralizes them from attacking. Yes, for the most part, uh, forehands are a little stronger than backhands. So if you're a right-hander, you'll be standing on the odd side covering uh, the middle of the court and then uh, vice versa if you're a lefty you'll be on the even side covering the other half protecting your uh, partner's backhand correct and then um that's you know st the thing with stacking is it's a nice way to protect one player over you know and allowing the stronger player to get involved another thing in the lower ranks a lot of people don't um uh, have a knowledge of stacking so if you start doing it it kind of messes with their minds and they're like what are they doing over there so um, I've even had people go 
is that can you do that you know so you can get into their heads a little bit which kind of takes them off their game yes uh and before we close here's an interesting topic that i've uh thought of so uh a lot of people say that that only happens in the in the lower level play where they aim at the weaker player that's not necessarily true you see it true i'm I'm sorry you see it in the pros where they when when colin johnson's playing with ben johns they try to target colin johns as much as possible and have uh ben johns not strike the ball so it happens in in all uh levels of the game well you bring up a good point and that is a good example he is not in my mind i i a weak player he's just not as good as ben and right the thing of it is is he really does hold up his end pretty well yes because he does play that third excellent you know he plays it to where they can't take advantage of him and like i said he tries to neutralize it either by going straight ahead or coming up with a way to where it can draw the ball more to his brother and his brother obviously gets very very involved and he Here's the thing with stacking. If you are the person who's being targeted, you are going to have to play off the line because your partner is going to have to come across in front of you. Obviously, they can't step into the no volley zone, right? Yes. So don't, and this is just side thing, do not play super close to the no volley zone line. You're going to have to give yourself two feet back because you got to allow your partner to be able to come in front of you, right? And so that's a side note. But yeah, I see a lot of people not giving their partner that space. And sometimes they end up bumping into you or they don't go for it because they don't want to hurt you. Yes. And then lastly, you just want to be consistent when you're when you're the person covering one third of the court. uh, You want to be as consistent as possible. If they drive at you, try to make your blocks. Uh, Just make yourself to where they're going to sort of regret driving at you. And then the stronger player could come in, cover your uh, backhand side, and that would help win the game. Yeah. You know, it's just um, kind of tennis related. Uh, Playing mixed doubles, even at higher levels. When you're in the higher level, it's always going to be go to the female. That it's just assumed that women are not as strong as men. And so they always target the female. and, And as a female, your job is to be consistent. Your job isn't to be a shot creator. Your job is to be consistent and allow your partner to be the shot maker. I'm not, you know, it's not being sexist. It's just that's the truth of it all. Men can hit bigger forehands. They can hit bigger volleys. That's the truth, and that's just the way it is. So kind of look at it that way. Um, They're just trying to, to find their edge, and what you have to do is neutralize it to where you guys are able to balance them out and and pull the ball more towards your partner. Yes, and then when they dink down the line and trying to force it onto that weaker partner, quote-unquote, a lot of uh, earning opportunities come in. So that's going to be the responsibility of that, quote-unquote, weaker player to be as consistent and look for those uh, opportunities. Yeah, and I think that if you wanted to, um, you know, get some visuals, we did a, we, we've posting a video on this also i would go to some of uh, youtube also and watch some of the pro games been the the johns i'd watch some of their play i'd also watch the mixed doubles because uh the mixed doubles is a really good example of how to get the ball you know how stronger players try to get involved into the point so um those would be good sources as well yes so is there anything else you'd like to add no, just if you can check out our YouTube video that we've uh, 
link to. And if you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, we'd appreciate it. We're very close to hitting our numbers and uh, every, every bit helps. So hopefully you've enjoyed uh, our thoughts here and you can implement them into your game. Okay. With that, that concludes this episode. I'm Coach Fig along with Coach Debbie. Have a great week. Thank you. And thanks for listening to the Pickleball 411.